Welcome back, Pick Up Your Bible listeners. Hope you're having a great week. Thank you for joining us again on the podcast as we continue our series on prayer. This week we'll be talking about unanswered prayers. Potentially one of the most difficult aspects of walking the Christian life is prayer. I don't mind being completely honest about this because it is indeed mysterious, wondrous, and hard to grasp. And a common theme with humans is this tendency to take the awesome and inexplicable and make it quite ordinary and simple. We haven't spared prayer either. In trying to make the concept of prayer palpable to everyone, we've used terms like dialogue or conversation or just talking to God. The problem with this is that in insisting that spiritual things can and should make sense in our minds, we lose the sacredness of them. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14 says that the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he's not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. When it comes to prayer, only God can define the true purpose of it. Any other words we use will fall short. If prayer is a hard concept to understand, What some perceive as unanswered prayer is an even more difficult pill to swallow and a very hard theological issue to resolve. The thing is, when we've begged and pleaded with God for years on end and our situation has not changed or worsened, it requires of us to take a deep and hard look at the God we call good and loving. And at times, we don't like what we see. I know people who've taken this deep, hard look at God. I have a friend who prayed that God would save the life of his eight-year-old son only to have him pass away on his hospital bed. He has never stepped into a church since and has given up the God who did not hear his cry. Every time he shares the story, which he has many times, my heart breaks. I don't want anything to do with a God like that, he says. I have another friend who's been praying for the past 20 years that her son would be healed of autism. Why wouldn't God heal him? In our own family, we've been praying for over 25 years for my sister and brother-in-law to be blessed with a baby. There are prayers for spouses, unsaved friends, marriages, health of loved ones. The list goes on. Many of these prayers have met their finality in a no and Others seem to have no end to them. So what do we do with these unanswered prayers? What do we do when the almighty, all-powerful, and all-good God doesn't answer our pleas or doesn't answer them the way we want him to? What do we do with our unanswered prayers? In this episode, I'd like to direct your eyes to a few scriptures in the Bible that could provide insight, maybe some action items, and even some much-needed comfort. The first thing is when considering unanswered prayers, I would first go to your own heart. Sift it and see if you are being the deterrent to your own prayers. The Word of God makes it clear that there are certain reasons because of which God refuses to hear the prayer of even his own children. I'll be honest in that I was unaware of these for a very long time. I just assumed that God was waiting to hear from me and answer my prayers. 
God doesn't expect perfection from us, but there are some reasons for which he will not answer prayers. We covered this a little in the first episode on prayer, but I wanted to share a few specific verses here that could help us make sure that we're not being the deterrent to our own prayers. The first is James 1, verses 5 through 8. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For this person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in his ways. So the very first thing we should search for in our heart is doubt. Let me also make it clear that there is a difference in the kind of doubt that we surrender to God like the father who came to Jesus with his son for healing. He says, I believe, Lord, but help my unbelief. Unlike this, there is a kind of doubt that is not from a place of humility, rather self-protective. In your heart, you're not expecting God will or wants to answer your prayer. This is a kind of doubt that James is referring to, and that makes us a double-minded person who shouldn't expect anything at all from God. Another thing one should search for is the condition of their heart. James 4 verse 3 says, You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. It matters to God why you are asking for what you are asking for. This may seem simple and obvious at face value. I'm praying for my marriage because I want to be happy and I want to give my children a safe home. These are valid and good reasons to pray for your marriage. However, as you grow as a Christian, the Lord is teaching you so much more about marriage. He desires for our hearts to grow from prayers of, I want to be happy, to help my life glorify you in every way. Help my marriage point others to you. A third reason we search our hearts is to see how we treat other people in our lives. These verses are quite clear and don't require more words, so I'll just read them. 1 Peter 3 verse 7 Husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way. Show honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Matthew 5 verse 23 and 24 So if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. Isaiah 58 verses 6 through 9 Is not this the fast that I choose, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the straps of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your home, when you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? Then shall your light break forth like the dawn, and your healing shall spring up speedily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. 
Then you shall call, and the Lord will answer, and you shall cry, and he will say, Here I am. This would be the first thing you should do when it comes to unanswered prayers in your life. Check your heart to see if you are wrestling with prideful doubt. Search your heart for unworthy intentions behind prayers and make sure your heart is pure in your dealings with people around you, specifically your spouse, the oppressed, and your brethren. Another reason God would say no or not yet to our desperate pleas is found in Isaiah 55 verses 8 and 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I've underlined and starred and highlighted this passage in my Bible because every time I feel stumped, discouraged, or doubtful, or fearful, or in this case, when I feel like my prayers are just not being heard, these words ground me. Followers of the Christian God must come to terms with this fundamental truth expressed in these verses. It must become the very foundation upon which we build any understanding we have of God. His thoughts and ways supersede ours in every sense. They're not just different than ours. His ways are higher than ours. This means that most of the time, we will not understand why God does things the way he does them. And that's okay. He doesn't expect us to understand him, but to trust him. The Christian is called to have faith in the God who promises to incline his ear to us and answer us. The third point I'd like to share with you on what we should do with unanswered prayers is to give thanks for them. Why would anyone ever want to give thanks for unanswered prayers? Well, let me explain. Paul Miller in his book, The Praying Life, likens unanswered prayers in a believer's life to a desert. What an apt metaphor. It is in our unanswered prayers that we feel the most lonely, the most tired, and the most desperate. We hunger and thirst for a few words from God. Miller writes, God takes everyone he loves through a desert. The still dry air of the desert brings a sense of helplessness that is so crucial to the spirit of prayer. Miller continues to explain how in the desert we come to the end of ourselves. He says, Desert life sanctifies you. You have no idea you're changing. You simply notice after you've been in the desert a while that you're different. Miller says that this horrid and dry yet sanctifying desert becomes to us a window to the heart of God. The best gift of the desert is God's presence. This is why we should give thanks. It is in unanswered prayer that we keep our eyes on our Father. Unanswered prayer is arguably the heaviest burden you will carry as a Christian. But I hope that in the desert of unanswered prayers, you will lean into the faithfulness of the promise-keeping God, trust in His ways that are higher than your own, and let the sanctifying work of the Spirit work in you to draw you closer to your Creator. Thank you for joining us this week on Pick Up Your Bible. Remember to subscribe to the podcast to get notified every time we release a new episode, which we try to do every Wednesday. 
Also follow us on Instagram at pickupyourbible and the blog at pickupyourbible.com. Remember, you can contact me with questions, suggestions, encouragement, or feedback at Cynthia at PickUpYourBible.com. Until next week, listeners, God bless you.